0: the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers
1: welcome to the art of significance with your host hall of fame speaker new york times best selling author university professor gold record songwriter and award-winning athlete dan clark Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark.
2: How are you? Welcome to Dan Clark's show on the Influencers Channel. This is such an honor. I appreciate Jeff Spinard, who's the owner, who's the executive producer. I appreciate my engineer, Kevin, what a class human being, and Jeff Gerstle, who's kind of in charge of all the promotional. This is a big operation here at voiceamerica.com, and every once in a while, I know from my upbringing that you never forget from whence you came, but you always thank everybody who supports you, and as I have had this opportunity to stand on the shoulders of giants, this is an opportunity for me to make a dream come true and extend my influence, the influencers channel. I want to ask uh, all of you listening today if you've ever tried to save money on a family vacation. And the reason why is because I'm coming live today from the Boca Raton Resort just outside of West Palm Beach, Florida. Just had a chance to speak at this big giant convention for the fourth time over about a 10-year period of time. Saw some old friends, board members, la, la, la. But for those of you who have traveled, who have participated in the convention world, either as a speaker, as a meeting planner, event planner, or as an attendee, I think that kind of gathers all of us together on the same side of this fence. You will all admit with me that we always have our conventions at posh hotels where the towels in our room are so fluffy we have a hard time getting our suitcases closed. (laughs) I had Bill Marriott, of all people, sitting on the front row of a convention one time when I spoke for the Marriott Masters. They invite all their top meeting planners and those who have booked the most hotel rooms over the course of that year to one convention to an exotic location and they wine and dine their best customers. And I was the keynote speaker across the board in five different locations so they could invite every one of their Marriott Master uh, customers. And in one of my speeches, Bill Marriott is sitting on the front row, and I said, oh my gosh, Mr. Marriott, what an honor to have you here. I know you have access to the finest hotel properties in the world, but if you ever want a home-cooked meal and you're in Utah, I want to invite you to stay at my home. You can stay in my guest bedroom, and you'll feel right at home because every single robe and towel in my guest bedroom says Marriott Hotel on it. <laughs> he laughed. He thought that was pretty amusing, but let's be honest, my friends, how, how many times Do we appreciate those opportunities when we're out on a convention, but we don't take advantage of that same mindset for our own families? Have you ever stayed at one of those low-budget, no-tell motels trying to save money? I think we're all guilty. They want us to feel at home and welcome, and we do. Until we get into our room and suddenly we feel violated. Everything is screwed down. You can't even pick up the remote control. You have to aim it and shoot. Even the pictures are screwed to the wall. This intrigues me. Why do they think we want to steal pictures of wheat? Firstly, as I said, I prefer the hotels where it is an awesome experience and you actually can go to a place that you don't normally find in your home or at work. What does that have to do with the theme of today's show? For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, this is a two-hour show, and I always divide it into three amazing guests to celebrate the influence that music has in our lives, and today we have a dear friend and one of my heroes. i followed his career since I first saw him sing at Billy Bob's in Fort Worth, Texas when I had one of my offices there in, in Hearst. And the influence that Billy Dean has had in the world and over the world for all these years as a troubadour, as a true influencer and balladeer, there's nobody on the planet like him. And I can't wait for you to hear his stories and to listen to a couple of my favorite songs. And I'm going to definitely have Billy Dean back in a couple of weeks so he can talk more about what he's doing lately, even though I have a tendency to drag him back to the past because of the difference he's made in my life and the millions of people that he has taken on these emotional journeys through his amazing lyrical poetry. I also want to help you understand that my second and third guests are also dear friends of mine, John Hewlett, who's walked away from two multi, multi multi-million dollar organizations to leave a legacy to make a difference in the world and use his influence. And the final uh, guest is another dear friend of mine, one of my heroes. For those of you who are WWE professional wrestling fans, let's go back. Old school Diamond Dallas Page, DDP. And we're going to interview him and talk about the influence he's had in so many of our lives because he is is just a a self-made man and uses his platform and And everything else about him to just change the world, one person, one fan at a time. As we go into the first commercial break, though, I want to just ask you a question and point out something. Are you one of those who have settled for minimum requirement your whole life? You can't expect me to come early, stay late unless you pay me overtime. That's not what made America the greatest country on our planet. Because I fly Delta Airlines and I'm over 6 million miles on that wonderful airline, and for those of you who travel on other airlines, just know that Dan Clark says Delta Airlines is the greatest airline on the planet, and it's one of the reasons why I can live in Utah because of the Western Hub. I just love Delta Airlines and their culture, and Peter Drucker reminds us that once you get the culture right, the rest of the stuff takes care of itself. Delta's got it right but because of my millions of miles in the air i am reminded every single time i get on an airline of any kind in any country about the minimum requirement world in which we live and it's it's mediocre and if we continuously permit promote and perpetuate mediocrity that's ridiculous you know, we always talk about having best practices. And at this convention, after I got through speaking this morning, I know that one of the sessions was a roundtable discussion about best practices. And I cringe when I see that word best, best practices. Do you realize best is only relevant depending on what you compare it against? You think about it, if we gather together some point in the future and have a charity golf tournament, and I'm not good at golf. I lose balls in the ball washer. I mean, I had a tough year last year. You think you had a tough year? I had my ball retriever regripped. We can talk. I've got a couple of new books coming out, How to Line Up Your Fifth Putt, <laughs> and Awesome Second Shots Off the Ladies' Tees. We can talk about golf, but you realize if we have a charity golf tournament and it's well-organized and I win the golf tournament playing on a golf course, 72-hole golf, excuse me, an 18-hole golf course with a par of 72, and I shoot 108, and yet I still win the tournament because all of you shot 125? I win because I suck less than you suck? That's a bad system. Best is only relevant depending on what we compare it against. So instead of settling for minimum requirement and checking into one of these no-tell motels, instead of settling for just a, a regular situation, and most people, sadly, they drag their dreams down to the level of their income when the goal is to bring our income up to the level of our dreams, like we talked about a couple of shows ago with Dr. Dr. Joshua Plant. What I want to do is I want to remind us that we do not have to settle for minimum requirement. Every time I get on an airplane, though, I'm reminded of minimum requirement mediocrity. Because I've flown over 6 million miles just on Delta Airlines and have survived a plane crash in 1988, just once I wish the flight attendants would give me the microphone to give my version of the pre-flight safety demonstration. In the event of a decrease in cabin pressure, an oxygen mask will appear? No. In the event of an emergency, a little gold cup is going to conk you on the head. And when you stop screaming, brace yourself for a 200 feet per second vertical dive. And if you're traveling with more than one child, pick your favorite (laughs) because you ain't got time to make another choice. And no, you don't have to bring your seats up to the most upright and uncomfortable position because if we crash, an inch and a half does not make a difference. Yes, we could crash, but it beats driving. And yes, flying is fun. On one Delta flight, we were coming in for a landing at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport when our jet hit heavy turbulence and bounced all over the sky. Can you visualize it? When we finally touched down, we hit loud and hard, bounced, hit again, bounced, and hit again the third time, and this time staying on the ground. And as we taxied into the gate... The flight attendant spoke over the public address system, and she says, welcome to Dallas, Texas. If you enjoyed your flight, tell your friends you flew Delta Airlines. If you did not enjoy your flight, tell your friends you flew Southwest. And please remain seated with your seatbelt fastened while Captain Kangaroo bounces us the rest of the way to the gate. That's funny. And as we got off the plane, the elderly woman walking in front of me stopped the pilot and asked, did we really land or did we get shot down? That flight was fun. And when we have those experiences where someone exceeds expectations, is it not contagious? Do we not want to share that experience with others? Yes. As we go to commercial break, you stay right where you are. You are in for a treat. We are coming right back with Troubadour, with Grammy-nominated superstar singer, one of the most unique voices on the planet, one of my, 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 my true heroes, Billy Dean, to talk about the influence he's had in his life and the influence he has in our lives through his amazing songs and, and lyrics and music that he writes, that he records, that he performs in a unique way. And remember, as we go to break, he has never settled for minimum requirement mediocrity. He takes his talent to a higher level than anyone you will ever meet. Let's go to commercial break and we'll be back in a moment. This is Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com, Influencers Channel, and we'll be back in a moment. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You
3: can do it right now. Visit facebook.com forward slash voiceamerica or search for us at keyword voiceamerica. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the
4: Voice America Variety Channel. I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been in space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com.
3: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business and more on demand 24-7.
1: You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at one 472 5795 Again, that's one 472 5795 Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark.
2: Those of you listening in, especially my buddy Billy Dean, our next guest, that guitar solo was actually me trying to shred, you know, thinking I'm uh, Eddie Van Halen back in 1983 when I could actually play the guitar. That was my first album. I don't think you know that, Billy Dean. (laughs) Billy Dean Billy Dean is a genuine, as I said before the break, he's a genuine American troubadour and a master of singing and songwriting. Billy captivates his audience with musical drama, and his finger-style acoustic guitar playing is reminiscent of James Taylor, another one of our heroes. No matter what venue he performs in, Billy's charismatic charm and approachable personality puts the listener in an intimate living room setting, as Tricia Yearwood remembers, I mean, sings the song remembers when everybody who hears and sees Billy Dean perform is transformed in the moment, and it lasts a lifetime, where he touches every emotional nerve, leaving he He's best known in the country music genre for his 11 top 10 singles, five number ones, and over 4 million albums sold, and yes, I want everybody to remember that he is always categorized in the same group where his musical roots are entangled with superstar balladeers like James Taylor, Dan Fogelberg, John Denver, Christopher Cross, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, and of course, Don Williams. Billy Dean's been nominated by every major music award entity, and he was recently inducted into the Florida Hall of Fame. I'd forgotten that, brother. I'm live from the Boca Raton Resort, so I'm actually in your backyard. Billy Dean, welcome to my show. Talk to me, brother. Tell us all about where you grew up and why and how you figured out you were a songwriter.
5: (laughs) Thank you so much, Dan. That's such a compliment coming from you because you are a master storyteller and motivator when it comes to, uh, you know, reaching people's spirit. And so... uh, I grew up in the panhandle of Florida, the son of a World War II veteran, uh, wow. lost two brothers in that war, and my dad's name was Billy Dean, believe it or not, not, not Jimmy Dean, as a lot of people think, <laughs> <laughs> um, and my dad's thing, he played music, it uh, was really good, and, and so I started you know, singing and playing at a really young age, uh, second grade, I guess, maybe, and um, and you know, I was too shy, I was so painfully shy to to be in front of people um talking to people um performing in front of people and my dad helped me kind of break out of that shell when I was little and then uh when I became a teenager, I was painfully shy at talking to girls, and I thought, well, if I could just become famous, they might talk to me <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh and you know
5: it was all about um facing that American dream when I was younger and trying to, you know, compete on the, on the, you know, the Nashville stage. Um, and it was really, I was driven, you know. I was very competitive. I was a ball player. I was an athlete. And I moved to Nashville when I was about 20 years old and uh, started, you know, kind of stacking my skills up against everyone else's and realized I had a lot of learning to do. And my time in Nashville, um, in my my first wife, uh, you know, after having a, a career that took off, uh, pretty quickly, I guess, um, in Nashville, and I, yeah, I guess I got sick of, um, you know, all the conversations being about, you know, me, and it was all centered around me and, 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 and my, my celebrity, and it was all about celebrity, 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 and I, I wanted to be an artist, 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 <laughs> you know, and, uh, I, I did the celebrity thing for a while, you know, I had about 10 years of a great run in country music, but I realized that, you know, that um, it was more important to try to get better as an artist and as a songwriter, and it just moved people's lives with, with storytelling and with lyrics, and I realized that uh, it, it, it quit being about me, and, and it started being about the message and the songs and and i realized i'm just a vehicle to deliver those and i traded off that you know celebrity and the big venue and the big uh amphitheaters and that sort of thing uh i traded that for more of an intimate type of performance venues where i could be up and close and personal with people and they could they could hear the work you know they could hear the lyrics and the message and i didn't have to preach anything to them and you know, and I just, uh, I love that because of, of what I get back from the audience when they're moved in that way.
2: But see, that's what makes you so unique. You know, in our world of electronic music and, and the plug in our, in our in our Pro Tools studios where they have, you know, auto-tune, you have established yourself as one of the great guitar players in any genre. And you are the real deal. When you show up, you perform. There's no electronic this or that. Your voice is still so pure and so amazingly unique. You, you, you just continuously kept your career alive because of that. How long did it take you for listeners to become such an extraordinary guitar player?
5: Well, I uh, at, after about 1998, um, I took a little break after eight years or so, I guess, uh, touring, uh, I, I, I was touring with a band and we were, you know, regurgitating the hits just like the records on tour opening for people like Reba McIntyre and Alan Jackson, people like that. Uh, and after a couple of years break, um, just reflecting on, you know, what I wanted to, to do moving forward, I, I really championed this you know, going back to my roots, just the Troubadour idea, just like you were mentioning in the intro, is uh, you just one man, one guitar, and a and a story, and getting out there playing and touring like that, uh, I just, really, when the guitar and I kind of became one, um, normally I was just the acoustic guitar player and our band playing the, the parts that were on the record, um, and when I started doing a solo thing uh, just by myself you know that I loved the um, I loved improvisation and so therefore I could I could feel the audience pick any song that I wanted I didn't have to care anymore if the band knew it or not I could slow it down speed it up maybe just speak some of the lyrics and I realized it wasn't about how Great, you can sing every song. You know, sometimes it was so powerful just to say, let them be little. Just stay uh, little, you know, not sing it. And it, I really think that time touring as a solo acoustic artist um, made my playing better, but it also uh, helped me deliver. The message and kind of morph into the characters in these songs, and just really commit to those characters and the, being the narrator in these songs. and And I realized that it, you know, if I did that right, I didn't need smoke and fire bombs going off, and and light, uh, you know a three hundred thousand dollar light show, and I didn't need all of that. All I needed was to really believe and deliver the truth in the lyrics that I was
2: singing. Yes, sir. You know, if you remember, you picked me up in your truck one day, and we went to your son's very first Little League football practice. Do you remember that, bro? I remember
5: like it was yesterday, buddy.
2: What a hoot. So let's get right to how you came up with the idea of let them be little. That not only touches our hearts as dads and every mother's heart and every grandparent's heart, but the message is just so profound that we need to – you know, encourage people to just find their passion and 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 follow their dreams. And you're the greatest example in my life of anyone who's ever done that. So, in the bluebird fashion, teach us how you came up with this idea. I think you uh, co-wrote it with another one of our mutual friends, Richie. And just tell the audience how you came up with this song and what it means to you. And then let's go to your performance uh, before we go to the next commercial break. Teach us.
5: Absolutely, man. Um, with Richie McDonald from the group Lone Star, he, he was my member. Um, I, I ran into him at a little convenience store, and at the time, I was off the road and being a full-time dad. At the same time, Lone Star just had that baby on my side, and I'm already there. Their career was crossing over. It was exploding. He was having, he had kids and uh, he was suffering really from the same, um, you know, I guess the crisis that I was uh, a career that's going crazy and being needed at home. And he had the idea, his, uh, he, he had the idea, the little daughter came out wearing the wrong uh, shoes, the wrong feet. And he had that idea, he couldn't finish it. He didn't know where to take it. And I ran to him in the convenience store. And, and, uh, I, and let me write this one with you because I have a really cool insight of what I've learned over the past couple of years being a stay-at-home dad full-time. And what's really great about that title, Let Them Be Little, I think kids have a very clear uh, instinct of what is right, and what is wrong in some areas where us adults have blurred those lines. And, uh, I mean, it's either right or it's wrong in their mind. And, and I would have a tendency to blur those lines. And it just really dawned on me that, man, kids sometimes are here to parent us. I know my kids parented me more than I probably parented them. Oh, yeah. And that's why I think about that innocence so much with Billy the Kid and Men Will Be Boys and Young Man Let Mm -hmm. them be little, um, because it's uh, such a pure, uh, I think kids are kind of just speaking from their spirit, you know, just from their heart. Obviously, they don't know danger from non-danger sometimes, but when it comes to matters of the heart, if it's right or wrong, they know it, and especially when they're Mm -hmm. little before the world gets a hold of them, and so uh, that was my... uh, contribution to that song was was the second verse and the bridge where it talks about what i've learned from being a dad you know um uh, you know uh, you gotta have the, the faith of a mustard seed you know the eyes of a child you know the innocence of a child because they're they're really wise at that age
2: i totally agree okay so ladies and gentlemen um uh, while We're teeing up this tune. Tell us how we can get a hold of it. Do we? How do we download it? How do the listeners contact you for corporate gigs? Where can they? Where, yeah. where, where, where can they find this song?
5: Here looks great, man. I love engaging with our our fans. You can you can reach me direct if you're uh, looking to have us come perform. Uh, it's BillyDean.com is the place you can you can go to and book me direct. I'm also doing uh, a show three days a week here in Branson, Missouri. I'm living up in Branson. I'm at the Jim Stafford Theater every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night, all through the end of the year. And then we tour on the weekend, Friday and Saturday. And if you go to my billydean.com, you'll find my Facebook link and Twitter link and all that. I'm always posting. uh, In fact, I just put up some new uh, videos on the website, and um on my facebook a a few days ago so we've got a lot of new music coming and um a lot of new videos coming i'm working on a gospel album a solo acoustic album and uh it's busy here in branson but um i'm still trying to you know do the best work i can do and stay relevant so billydean.com or you can find me on facebook youtube and all that stuff i'd love to reconnect with everybody
2: Yes, sir. So let's go to Let Them Be Little. Listeners, listen to this lyrical poetry. Listen to the message. And again, appreciate this amazing voice. Billy Dean, Let Them Be Little.
6: I can remember when fit in the palm of my hand You felt so good in it No bigger than a minute How it amazes me You're changing with every blink Faster than a flower blooms They grow up all too soon So let them be Cause they're only that way for a while Give them hope, give them praise Give them love every day Let them cry, let them giggle Let them sleep in the middle Oh, but let them I've never felt so much In one little tender touch I live for those kisses Your prayers and your wishes And now you're teaching me How only a child can see Tonight while we're on our knees All I ask is please Let them they're only that way for a while. And give them hope, give them praise, give them love every day. Let them cry, let them giggle, let them sleep in the middle. Oh, but let them It's time to let them go, so let them be little. Cause they're only that way for a while. And give them hope, give them praise, give them love every day. Let them cry. But let them be little, let them be little.
2: This is Dan Clark. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com Influencers Channel. The program's called The Art of Significance, Achieving the Level Beyond Success. You're tuned in to me with my amazing guest, Billy Dean Troubadour, Grammy-nominated superstar songwriter, performing artist, recording artist. That was Let Them Be Little. Let's go to commercial break. We'll be back with Billy Dean to talk about another one of his superstar hits and what he's up to lately again.
0: Stories. Be motivated.
7: Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America
0: Influencers.
7: Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top.
3: together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time.
8: If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges you can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme, so your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121, or just visit danclark.com.
0: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of
1: Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark.
2: Still here with my musical guest, Billy Dean, who's a genuine American troubadour and a master of singing and songwriting. Billy captivates his audience with musical drama and his finger style acoustic guitar playing is reminiscent of James Taylor of Dan Fogelberg, of John Denver, Christopher Cross, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, Don Williams. Oh, man, I could go on and on about you, Billy. Let's talk about what you, What? how many years have you been in this business and who your musical influences were growing up besides your wonderful father, who was also a great guitar player, singer? Well, buddy, I could say, I was
5: country when country was not cool. I love it. I love it. Um, I was singing, you know, Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson, and, you know, kind of the outlaw movement. We were all a part of that when I was a teenager when everybody else was listening to Kiss and, and things like that. And so um, but I immediately became a big fan of that folk singer-songwriters like James Filler, the guys because um, I've always liked pretty music. I've liked melodies, i liked beautiful uh beautiful melodies, and great singers, and and I also loved guitar players. I guess I have to say, I'm a guitar I, I anything. Uh, uh, aside, really, uh, yeah, I spent most of my time doing that in my dad's dance. But um, I really fell in love with the art of songwriting when I arrived in Nashville, I got signed
2: on EMI
3: Music and EMI
5: a, a, Music. Hey, Billy, let oh, me yeah.
2: interrupt you for just one second. You're still yeah, but, breaking up, and I know you're talking about some good stuff here. Uh, oh, sorry, a little man. technical difficulty. I don't know what we can do to...
5: Let um, I me mean, turn now. Is, is this any better?
2: Yeah, that sounds a lot better. What did you do? Is that better? I I had it on
5: speaker, my little speakerphone here, but... Um,
2: is oh that yeah better? that's I a can... lot oh yeah we should start over at the top of the hour man what's up with that
5: i'm so sorry <laughs> man That might me having it on the speaker because my earpiece doesn't i can't afford those phones like you have you're so, man. You you so bad
2: yourself, man though. yeah that's wrong yeah right <laughs> that's funny yeah so back so you were you were part of the uh the maverick merle haggard days you're singing country before country was cool take it back from there again yeah, man. When I
5: first came to Nashville, they told me to go back home to Florida because uh, we already had a Merle Haggard. I sounded just like Merle Haggard. I could wow. imitate anybody because from playing all those bars and clubs, you know, you, ju- you that's what you would do. And uh, that really hit me hard when I came to Nashville. I realized I can't be imitating anyone anymore. Yeah, I- I've got to find my own style. Wow. Uh, i got to find my own voice, you know, and... That, those days as a songwriter at EMI really helped me. That to, to, to do that when I started singing my own lyrics and my own messages, um, that really made a big difference. And at EMI Music in Nashville was uh, it has some of the biggest songwriters like Richard Lee who wrote "Don't I Make My Brown Eyes Blue" and mm. Waylon Holyfield who wrote, uh, you know, "Could I Have This Dance" or Ann Murray, which is an old classic and. And a, a, a gentleman by the name of Guy Clark, who was a folk legend. And Guy always drew people like Emmylou Harrison to the publishing company and Willie Nelson. And we had these people come, these icons coming through our door because of these great songwriters. And uh, I realized very quickly that this was my opportunity to learn a skill set that you couldn't learn anywhere else because of the unique opportunity to be among that publishing house. And so I really learned our, our, our uh, methods back then was to say as much as you could possibly say in as fewer words as possible. And for, I'll tell you right now, a great op-ed to read, it, it changed my life. My buddy, Hugh Presswood, wrote an article in the New York Times a while back called it Art capital A R T versus art lower A R T, and he gives a qu- criteria of, of the kind of art. No matter just if it's music or if it's painting or or poetry or whatever it is, what falls under the category of capital A R T, and it's a it, it's really art that moves the the spirit and lifts the spirit, just like you were saying, you know, uh, in your. You know, in your talking points about the show that you're doing here, going beyond uh, the norm, you know, uh, reaching for not just the low hanging fruit but but something that could change someone's perspective. I've seen music change thought patterns and, and behavior that people've had for years and years, and they hear just a, a an ounce of truth, and their eyes open up from a whole nother perspective. Coming from the singer or the songwriter, and they change instantly. It changes their life instantly uh, when they hear this. And I wanted to be able to do that, and I'm still struggling to do that. And that's that's what I struggle to do every day.
2: Well, you do it better than anyone I've ever met, and I'll I'll say that in the in the in the company of all of our songwriting buddies. So let's get to only here for a little while. What inspired you to write this song, which seems like you? you 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 practice what you preach as you always do, but now you're saying let's live life with a sense of urgency. Tell us about the background in that song.
5: Well, I wish I'd written that. Only only here for a little while. Uh, I just I had the opportunity to record it. And how that happened, it was actually a song written by Richard Lee and Waylon Holyfield, two, two of my songwriting idols who worked at our publishing company. They hired me to do a demo of that song. And and that was one of the ways I kept uh, alive in Nashville is I I played session, uh, played guitar, and I also sang uh, what they call demos and commercials for other people. And when I sang that song as a demo, Kathy Matea immediately put it on hold and was going to record it. And I just happened to tell Richard and Waylon, I said, look, I know I don't have a record deal, but if Kathy Matea doesn't do that song, I'm really close to signing a record deal, and I'd like to record it. Would you let me have that song? And that took a lot for two songwriters to let an unknown artist uh, record their song. Even though I I was a writer there, I I wasn't potentially going to make them any money. And the song came out, uh, we were in the studio listening to uh, the track and everything, and we happened to mute the band and we just heard the vocals of the chorus. Gonna hold who needs holding, mend what needs mending, walk what needs walking though it means an extra mile. Pray what needs praying, say what needs praying because we're only here for a little while. When we soloed the vocals and muted the band, and that message leaped out, I got the idea to start the song that way. Why don't I say? Like, Why don't we start with that right there? I may not ever get another chance for anyone to ever hear any of my music and if they're going to get to hear me one time with one single and I and, you know then that's what I want them to hear those lyrics without anything else going on and so the song was just um it was struggling in the, you know, the 50s and the 60s in the chart and it wasn't doing too well and then all of a sudden um we went into the Kuwait Iraq that first Gulf War uh, with sports golf, Our, we went into it was the very first Gulf War that we went into, and it was the the whole climate of the of the country changed, and we all sobered up a little bit, and we started paying attention, I think, to what was going on in affairs of uh, the uh, world affairs, and all of a sudden that lyric uh, it 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 hit, you know, people started listening to that and finding some comfort, I guess, in that. And, uh, it started climbing the charts and it went all the way up to number three in the, in the charts. And it was based on, um, you know, the right message at the right time. And, and it was also based on, I thought, well, if nobody ever hears one, anything out of, out of me, out of Billy Dean, you know, if this is just a fleeting moment, it's going to come and go. These are the lyrics I hope I, <laughs> I come and go with because I can say uh-huh. I gave it my best shot.
2: Wow, what a message for all of us, you know, the, the idea that you always perpetuate, you know, I like me best when I'm with you, I want to see you again. So, Billy Dean, we're listening to one of the great troubadours of all time, and let's go to only here for a little while, and then we'll come right back so you can reiterate exactly how to get a hold of you. I've had the privilege of uh, of uh, participating in the program with Billy Dean in a corporate setting. And if you want to take your meeting of any kind in any industry to the stratosphere, to the top level, you need to bring in Billy Dean uh, and let him just explain the options you have. He could bring in a guitar playing buddy of ours, or just the solo act is so incredible. Uh, yeah, we're only here for a little while and just kick back and listen to this lyrical poetry.
6: I'm gonna hold who needs holding Mend what needs mending Walk what needs walking Though it means an extra mile Pray what needs praying Say what needs saying Cause we're only here for a little while Day I stood Singing songs and saying amen Saying goodbye to an old friend Who seems so young Well he spent his life Working hard to chase a dollar Putting off until tomorrow things he should have done It made me stop and think What's the hurry while I'm running I don't like what I'm becoming Gonna change my style Take my time And not take it all for granted Cause we're only here for a little while Gonna hold who needs holding Mend what needs mending Walk what needs walking Though it means an extra mile. Pray what needs praying Say what needs saying Cause we're only here for a little while Like I'll never see tomorrow Treat each day as though it's borrowed Like it's precious as a child Oh, take my hand Let us reach out to each other Cause we're only here for a little while Gonna hold who needs men, Mend what needs mending. Walk what needs walking Though it means an extra mile Pray what needs praying Say what needs saying Cause we're only here for a little while Gonna hold who needs holding Mend what needs mending Walk what needs walking Though it means an extra mile Pray what needs praying clear. Only here for
2: a little while. This is Dan Clark VoiceAmerica.com, the influencers channel. You just heard this amazing hit by Billy Dean Country Troubadour. Billy as we Get ready to go to a next commercial break. Please tell our listeners how to get in touch with you, how to download your amazing music, and how we can buy tickets and uh, follow you as a groupie to Branson, Missouri.
5: (laughs) Yes, sir, man. I would love to have you guys come up and visit me in Branson. Uh, BillyDean.com has got our schedule there in Branson, and uh, it'll have our tour schedule as well. And uh, all our social links are there, BillyDean.com, where our Facebook is. I'm very active on Facebook and Twitter. I'm always posting new stuff there. And you can reach out and send us an email directly through our website, phillydean.com. It comes right to uh, our office. comes to my phone, my wife's phone, Stephanie. And, um, and we'll love, we'd love to uh, come in and check out whatever events you're having and, And we do do a lot of corporate events. And I I think uh, there's a song for every occasion that can take those things to different heights. And so we'd love to come uh, do any of your events that we can and check us out on, uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and all that good stuff. But Billy Dean.com is ground zero.
2: Thanks, Billy Dean. Let's go to commercial break. But before you go to commercial, you need to stay in your seats. My next guest Dear, dear friend, John Hewlett spent 30 years as a business tax and estate planning strategist. He was a premier professional in his field, underwriting over a billion, that's with a B, dollars of insurance and raising several billion dollars for charities and other philanthropic causes. And then in 2007, he faced a serious health challenge that we're going to talk about when we come back from break Billy Dean, I love you. I honor you and your whole entire family. Thanks for the influence you have in my life. And we'll touch base in the next couple of weeks. I want people to hear some of your new stuff. Is that a deal?
5: That's a deal, buddy. Thank you so much for doing
2: this program. Thanks. You're my hero as well. Yeah, Thanks, brother. You have a great day. Let's go to commercial
0: break. We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel.
4: I just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable Dan Clark was the keynote speaker. He is clearly the most interesting man in the world. He's been in space. He reminded us to think bigger. He's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books. And he inspired all of us to make our lives matter. He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com.
3: va press pass by voice america all access
4: all the time influence is often inherited but more often created from our actions. The Voice America Influencers Channel brings together those who are creating and leading the way and those who will create the road from nowhere in the future. Being an influencer isn't always about being the most important person in the world. It's about being the most influential person in the world around you. A better manager, a better friend, a better marketer or strategic planner. The Voice America Influencers Channel is about becoming better and earning influence. Be an influencer. Join us
0: today. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're listening to The Art of
1: Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark.
2: I hope you've been part of our show. Billy Dean, the uh, country superstar troubadour. He set the tone for this next discussion with his final song, Only Here for a Little While. You know, I tear up usually when I talk about John Hewlett because when I was a young boy, I had the privilege of sitting in the stands dreaming about playing high school football, basketball, baseball, but dreaming about playing high school basketball and watching this legitimate superstar launch these 30, 40-foot shots before they were awarded three points for such a spectacular event. And to just watch him Give everything he's got when less would be sufficient in every aspect of his life. I've known him since he was a teenager. I've admired him my entire life. John Hewlett spent 30 years, as I said before break, he spent 30 years as a business tax and estate planning strategist. He was a premier professional in his field underwriting over a billion dollars of insurance. He was one of the guys who did these giant, like $20 million life insurance policies for the superstar athletes of our time. And he was one of the first premieres, the guy that kind of, you know, trailblazed that idea of taking care of athletes because the current statistic right now, ladies and gentlemen, 78% of professional athletes are bankrupt within the first three and a half years of retirement and John Hewlett was responsible for taking so many of them and teaching them and advising them on what to do with their money so that they could leave a legacy and continually use their influence, which is what this program is about. John has raised several billion dollars for charities and other philanthropic causes. I've been Privileged enough to sit in his feet and watch him work his magic as, as I participate and perhaps buy a table or participate in one of his charitable events. In 2007, John faced a serious health challenge which led him to seek out alternative remedies. Let me repeat that. Seek out alternative remedies to invasive surgery to deal with his genetic heart issues which were, t- were potentially fatal. John's quest led him to discover nitric oxide supplementation which eventually led to the reversal of his condition. John was determined that nitric oxide supplementation needed to be taken to the next level. Consequently, in 2014 along with his business partner and cousin and another dear friend of mine Sean Hewlett, John formulated the most advanced and cutting-edge proprietary product called Cardio Miracle. He has collaborated with experts in the science, nutritional, biochemist, medical and alternative health icons in his work and formulations. We're going to talk about his influence on the military, which is my love and one of John's loves. Ladies and gentlemen, please hold on to your seats. We're going to have a major discussion with John Hewlett. How are you, brother?
9: Great, Dan. It's so nice to be with you. And uh, I, I know from the previous segment why I became a country music fan about a decade ago. What a, what a great uh, segment from your friend Billy Dean, and uh, what great words and messages we get from many of those great country ballads.
2: Well, let me just cut right to the chase. You're the perfect segue uh, builder. So how does nitric oxide help someone's singing voice or speaking voice recover in such a short amount of time? Let's just cut right to that chase.
9: Well, actually, the the research on nitric oxide essentially started in the mid-80s. It was discovered then, and in 1998, It was awarded, the discovery of it and use of it for cardiovascular problems was awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine. Since that time, there's probably been 120,000 clinical studies on what nitric oxide does. What it is, it's not nitrous oxide, that's laughing gas, but nitric oxide is uh, a gas produced in the arterial wall of the body, and we have... 80,000, some of us have 100,000 miles of cardiovascular system, others have 70 or 80,000, depending on their size, but we have thousands of miles of, of arteries, capillaries, veins, um, and other vessels, uh, lymphatic vessels, etc., in our body, and nitric oxide is the body's greatest antioxidant, and it's produced in the wall of these vessels, and so, once you get uh, the signal, and, and you produce major nitric oxide until you're mid-20s, and then it starts diminishing. And so that really becomes part of the aging process. But what nitric oxide does is it's an anti-inflammatory. Uh, it essentially heals the capillary wall uh, from becoming uh, irritated, uh, becoming inflamed. And as you know, that when your voice, for example, or your vocal cords become hoarse or inflamed, it's because you've overexerted. And so really what nitric oxide would do for someone who's looking to heal their speaking voice or to recover is it helps heal the inflamed area and then it also helps improve the lymphatic contraction. So it gets the bad stuff out uh, of your system while it, it helps the blood flow and oxygen and good quality nutrients get to the tissue itself. So that's why people see such remarkable. You know, you know, my son Jason. He speaks and sings, does 150 voices in his corporate entertaining. He went from having to rest his voice two days a week, uh, two days between performances, to being able to go back to back on the recovery. So we've seen it with singers, we've seen it with speakers, we certainly see it in athletic performance, even to the point of Ironman triathlons, runners, etc. The lymphatic benefit is extraordinary. But it's that healing dilation of additional oxygen and nutrients to the tissue that makes the difference.
2: Okay, so let's just interrupt immediately right now. Tell us, as my fellow professional speakers, as fellow you know, entertainers, as your son Jason is, and because we're off the segment of Billy Dean with all of his Grammy Award winning songwriting buddies who have tuned in, How do we get this Cardio Miracle? Tell us about how you created this amazing company, this amazing product, and immediately let's cut to the chase. How do we find this? How do we get it? How do we connect with
9: you, good brother? Well, CardioMiracle.com is uh, our website, and also there's amazing videos, testimonials, and science on YouTube under Cardio Miracle. The person can get all the information they want, and also they can... uh, you know they can go on the internet and, and look up nitric oxide nitric oxide supplementation. there's a lot of them out there, and I fortunately was a part of the early days of spreading the word and I think I'm probably the godfather of many of the knockoffs that are out there and some are obviously better than others, and uh, the one that helped turn my health around uh, was so significant, but I became a little uh, oh a little upset or disenchanted when. The multi-level company that, that where I had found my personal relief and health and benefit from didn't want to keep improving it at this stage and, and, and the um, frequency that I felt it should be improved as the research got stronger. So that was the second career I walked away from, uh, multi-millions uh, in the distribution business in order to try to come out with a product that addressed all of the issues and delivered at the finest value uh, to the customer, the end user. So we sell direct to the customer through uh, various distribution channels, but primarily through uh, the online method to get it to the customer, the, the very best product at the, at the lowest price. And we're offering a special for those who, who are only with us for a little while, but a special to anyone who goes to CardioMiracle.com and uses the promo code VET, V-E-T, in honor of our veterans, uh, Locase, V E T. Promo code will get you a really nice discount on trying what we believe is the finest supplementation of nitric oxide in the world. Okay, so what else
2: has been added to nitric oxide that makes, <clears throat> excuse me, Cardio Miracle so unique, so much more powerful, so much more long-lasting than just buying
9: nitric uh, oxide? Well, good point, and and I'll, I I haven't really given you all the education in the past, but nitric oxide traditionally uh, with the Nobel Prize was stimulated by the amino acid arginine. Arginine, citrulline, ornithine, carnitine, some of those are basic amino acids signal the body to create nitric oxide. The body creates nitric oxide. We don't take it. We have to signal it or stimulate it. Many you people have now you seen, because of some it. really good advertising, the superbeats. And superbeats are talking about everything from the Viagra effect, which is also nitric oxide generated, to also athletic performance. The thing that made that we decided that in Cardio Miracle was so important is we wanted to create the most nitric oxide on a safe basis for the longest period of time to be able to deal with cellular inflammation, to deal with chronic immune problems, to deal with depression, neuropathy, diabetic complications, blood pressure, uh, heart issues, et cetera. And let me just say, Dan, I'm not a medical doctor. As You probably, you know, you knew I was a pretty good basketball player, but I wasn't a very good chemistry student. And so the reality is I'm not a biochemist. I have no background in this other than 10 years ago as a successful human being that was facing the, the grim reaper or the reaper in the face. Uh, I decided I better learn something about it. And fortunately, I was led to the science. I have met over the last decade with the smartest people in the world, I believe, in the science. And from that and working with top nutritionists, including uh, Brian Clements of Hippocrates Institute, Joe Prendergast, uh, retired endocrinologist now who is one of the pioneers in nitric oxide, uh, dealing with um, Rainer Boger from uh, Hamburg, Germany, one of the experts in nitric oxide, uh, being a part of Dr. Siva Arunasalam at the High Desert Heart Institute who did some of the initial clinical work with the product that I was working with at the time. Talking to all these people as well as multiple other chemists, PhDs, and nutritionists has led to us delivering Extended nitric oxide through two pathways, the arginine-citrulline pathway and through the beetroot, hawthorn berry, uh, grapeseed extract, and what's called astrogen pathway. So we approach nitric oxide from both pathways, overcoming age, predisposition, genetic issues, and we balanced out the nitric oxide uh, effect to to essentially last 24 hours a day in order for people to get the maximum benefit. And then... We added another couple of dozen uh, vital nutrients, vitamins, minerals, uh, sea salt, et cetera, things that all help chronic illness. And essentially, we have a product now that we believe, uh, with the exception of some omegas and a couple of other minor items, uh, essentially, it's a one one dose handles most everything most people need. So we're we're very proud of it. We've seen great great results. But part of it that makes us the most proud is we're seeing tremendous benefits with depression and post-traumatic stress disorder and things that have dramatically, uh, heart failure, stroke, uh, terror dreams, those things that have happened to our veterans from being exposed to Agent Orange in Vietnam and then also those who were exposed, unfortunately, to a very, very poor choice of uh, anthrax vaccinations for the Gulf War where literally tens of thousands of our veterans have died uh, from complications that appear to be directly related to that vaccination.
2: Yep, and we're going to talk about that after the break. But I just want you to just briefly mention <clears throat> I don't want to be invasive on your privacy, good brother, but you you have some DNA, you have some genetic heart issues, of loved ones who have died at an early age, and apparently that was your wake-up call. What can I do? What's the alternative remedy? And that's what led you to nitric oxide. Share that story briefly to to to. give all of our listeners a sense of urgency. Like, why wait? You know, most of the time when our relationships start going south, that's the time we buy a book on relationships. We've got to pass backwards. We wait to go to the doctor when we're sick, when in the Eastern medicine world, the world of China, the world of Japan, Japan, they go to a doctor to prevent them from getting sick. We've got it bass backwards. Talk to us a little bit about your call, your, your sense of urgency.
9: Happy to. Uh, first of all, you know, it's been over 30 years that I lost my father at 62. Uh, he died in his sleep of sleep apnea and heart failure before they knew what sleep apnea was. Uh, my uncle was 57. He died of heart failure, had his first heart attack at, at 52. My grandfather uh, one of the great businessmen in the early years of Utah died at, at 66 after five years of suffering greatly from heart disease. I had an aunt die at 66. I had a cousin die at 49. We had, unfortunately, you know, good, good genes in some ways, but darn bad ones when it came to cardiovascular health. And so I was next. And I, I being in the insurance business, uh, was a little re- reluctant to go and take too many stress tests because I thought I'd probably just die on the treadmill. But the reality was I had the chest pains, the radiated arm, I had uh, occlusion. I knew that I was in trouble and uh, had, had gone through kind of a uh, an interesting business situation where I had invested a tremendous amount into my opportunity to make big money for charity and actually didn't work out back 10, 15 years ago and cost me a lot of money. So I was under a lot of stress in, in aspects of my life. And anyone who knew me knew that I was a walking dead man. And uh, it wasn't until I had a routine appendectomy that went south, and uh, they accidentally clipped a vein, sent me home. I almost bled to death. And then I had three other very, very unfortunate, uh, you know, virtual uh, malpractice types of events in the hospital and medical system that when I got my fanny out of there, when they had basically said I needed to have a quadruple bypass, I said, over my dead body, literally, and I went and found, the alternative, which was I found the research on nitric oxide. So I flew to Palo Alto, met with the experts, and I thought, what in the world? Why don't we know that this science won the Nobel Prize for reversing heart problems and and cardiovascular problems? And the answer was clear. It was a nutritional answer and not a pharmaceutical. And I was so angry to think that a million people a year were dying of diabetic complications and heart disease and that there were Solutions out there for people that came from natural supplements but because our system had been essentially bought and paid for by Big Pharma, that it was not something that was available. So I said, I guess it's me. Somebody's got to take it to the world. So that was when that happened.
2: I love it. Let's go to commercial break. We're talking with John Hewlett. This is Dan Clark, VoiceAmerica.com, the Influencers Channel. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back with John for the last few minutes of this segment to talk about why your code is v-e-t what his cardio miracle what his nitric oxide supplementation is doing to help literally save the lives and relationships of our amazing military commercial break we'll we'll be right back with
0: john hewlett The stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel.
1: You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark.
2: Welcome back. My guest is John Hewlett, who is a multi-gajillion dollar earner and a huge philanthropist uh, across the country. In 2007, John faced a serious health challenge, which led him to seek out alternative remedies to invasive surgery to deal with his genetic heart issues which were potentially fatal and that's how he discovered through research, through diligence, nitric oxide as a supplementation that he needed. And uh, you've stirred some great, great conversation here, John. We have a, a caller, his question, He's his name is David from Boston, Massachusetts. And his question to you, John, is this, someone with a serious heart condition how many scoops does one take a day of your nitric oxide or of your amazing Cardio Miracle? Listeners, I am on this product. I have been for a long time. I swear by it. Back to David's question. Someone with a serious well, this, heart answer condition. Is, uh, Dan, well, first I'm t- not
9: a doctor, but if, if you would take uh, the Cardio Miracle to your cardiologist or your internist, you would first show him the label. And you wouldn't say, should I take this because... The answer, the uninformed answer is always no. So you say, is there anything in these ingredients that can hurt me? And they will have to say when they look at the ingredients, oh, man, these are pretty good ingredients, if they know something about nutrition. The unfortunate Mm -hmm. thing is medical school has one class in three years of medical school on nutrition, one class. They have no background in most cases on what is nutrition, but they have full access to uh, drugs and prescriptions. So the answer is, what is your condition? How serious is the condition? Are you currently on certain medications? We have found that uh, CardioMiracle and nitric oxide supplementation does not normally I- interfere or is, an, is not a contraindicator for any existing prescription. Now, my friend Siva Runislam of the High Desert Heart Institute, he puts his heart patients on a nitric oxide supplement before surgery, and he puts them on it after surgery immediately and has tremendous success with that. But everyone's situation is different. Uh, Your weight may be a difference, your family history and what you're dealing with. But for most people, if they take uh, one serving twice a day and if they happen to have a more chronic condition, build up to two servings twice a day, and if their body weight's over 125 or 150 pounds, they should be able to tolerate that. But the good news is all natural ingredients with mm. uh, only a few laboratory vitamins in our standard formula. We even have a vegan formula endorsed by the world famous Hippocrates Institute. That's all natural ingredients. And these are all fully absorbable. And one of the good things, Dan, is we, you know, since I started in this 10 years ago, nobody even heard of vitamin D, wasn't even talking about it. We've always had therapeutic vitamin D in all of our formulations that I've been involved with. And I have seen wonderful results because vitamin D is one of the critical things people need. Vitamin B, the B vitamins are very important, but over 60% of the population, due to a factor called the MTHFR factor, do not absorb vitamin Bs effectively. So one of the key parts of a great nitric oxide supplement is that it will help you absorb the best quality additional vitamin B, vitamin D, vitamin C, and those types of things, which will also go a long way to helping heal the tissue and helping getting the phenomenal results we've had with everything from neuropathy to depression to cardiovascular problems to athletic performance, diabetic complications, et cetera. But again, uh, my advice is, if you don't get the right answer from your uh, existing physician, find another one. Uh, osteopaths, paths. There's a lot of really good people out there that are trained in nutrition, but I have Harvard-trained biochemists with uh, resumes to knock anyone's socks off who believe that the cardiomeric nitric oxide is the finest product of its type.
2: And I, I totally agree. The second
9: part of David's question was, can it help with Alzheimer's? Well, that's really a great question. Um, again, there is no proof of it. But what's happening is a couple of things that you might find really interesting, Dan, it's a secret of truth. Our, Our medical and scientific community only discovered two years ago in May that our lymphatic system went above our shoulders. It was an unknown. They now figured out that it is there. Well, think about it. If you're getting diminished blood flow into your brain by having clogged, capillaries inflamed capillaries that could be induced by toxic drugs uh artificial sweeteners stress uh being subjected to agent orange while you were serving our country uh perhaps uh taking an anthrax vaccination in the gulf war when you have this inflamed condition in the brain the brain's going to try to do some things but also you have probably a compromised lymphatic system well if the lymphatic system is in the brain which they've now finally discovered, and I had been told this by good sources that they thought for sure it had to be in the brain and in the mouth, that nitric oxide also has been clinically proven that it stimulates the lymphatic contraction. That's a big deal. So it's not only dilates the arteries and brings in more blood flow, oxygen, and nutrients, but it helps get rid of the trash. And my personal belief is And my biochemist, Harvard Cambridge expert, agrees with me that not only does the blood flow increasing to the brain help with the inflammatory condition that leads to the excess proteins and what I believe happens in actually smothering parts of the brain, but the lymphatic system improving, clearing the trash out of there will also help regulate those proteins and tangles and things that have been the major links for uh, Alzheimer's. And I happen to believe that nitric oxide may, in the days and years ahead, and I aim to try to help prove it, have a dramatic impact on prevention and helping with the inflammatory condition that seems to be the basis of uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. Wow.
2: Okay, so before we go to break, let's just uh, focus one minute, if we can, just on the tragedy that's, that's epidemic, pandemic with our military, and how nitric oxide is coming to the rescue, how your specific company, how your specific product mix found in Cardio Miracle is helping. And that's why listeners can understand why you've given this the secret sauce, the code to get their deal and, and, and order directly from you. This Cardio Miracle, magnificent product Cardio Miracle that I've been on for a long time, uh, how they can get it from you by, by using this code.
9: Teach us just in a a, a minute about what's happened to our military. I got a call from a retired airman from New Mexico. He was in the Gulf War. He was a decorated veteran. He came home with 26 of his comrades. All of them are now dead. I said, why are you you buying a, a case of Cardio Miracle? He said, John, I found it two years ago. He said, all of my symptoms from the Gulf War syndrome are now gone. With all of my comrades dead, I believe it's personally saved my life. His words, not mine. So I believe that the depression, the toxicity, the issues, the depression, 115,000 veterans have committed suicide since 2000. I think that's an outgrowth of Agent Orange. I think it's an outgrowth of the Gulf War. Think of the families, the, the divorces, the devastation, the homeless people, and the despair Vitamin D helps, vitamin B helps, nitric oxide, in my opinion, is the greatest thing that people can do to help improve those very, very terrible conditions that most of our service people have had to deal with.
2: Okay, so give us a, a way to teach us one last time. How do we get a hold of you? How do we order this
9: Cardio Miracle? Cardiomiracle.com, promotion code VET, V-E-T, and we want to track those because we want to continue to donate to veterans who cannot afford this, and part of our mission is, we wanna sell a billion dollars with of cardio miracle in the next couple of years, and we wanna give a billion to those veterans who can't afford it.
2: This is Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com, the Influencers Channel. Don't go anywhere, my guest has been John Hewlett. My guest before him was obviously the country troubadour, Billy Dean, singing, let them be little, and only here for a little while. And because of this, I've invited one of my heroes, Diamond Dallas Page. For those of you who are WWE wrestling fans, three-time world champion, three-time world champion, Dallas Page will be my final guest on our show today. And he has the most amazing story that will inspire you forever. Let's go to commercial break and we'll be back with the famous DDP.
4: Influence is often inherited, but more often created from our actions. The Voice America Influencers Channel brings together those who are creating and leading the way, and those who will create the road from nowhere in the future. Being an influencer isn't always about being the most important person in the world. It's about being the most influential person in the world around you. A better manager, a better friend, a better marketer, or strategic planner. The Voice America Influencers Channel is about becoming better and earning influence be an influencer join us today i just got out of a meeting where the unbelievable dan clark was the keynote speaker he is clearly the most interesting man in the world he's been in space he reminded us to think bigger he's a primary contributor to those chicken soup books and he inspired all of us to make our lives matter He taught us how to deal with change like he had to when he had to recover from a paralyzing football injury. Everybody needs to hear his message on leadership and safety and how he turns last place NFL teams into Super Bowl champions. Call this number 1-800-676-1121 and visit danclark.com.
3: It's just a click away at vapresspass.com. That's vapresspass.com. VA PressPass.com. That's VA PressPass.com. VA PressPass by Voice America. All access all the time.
0: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
1: You're listening to The Art of Significance featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at one 472 5795 Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of here Significance. Go. Here again is Dan yeah, Clark.
2: here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, a star collegiate basketball player, go figure, but Diamond Dallas Page is 6'5", stud muffin, Hunkaburn and love. A star collegiate basketball player, Diamond Dallas Page entered the nightclub business in the 1970s, becoming one of South Florida's, yes, I'm live from the Boca Raton Resort, this is more than serendipitous, Dallas becoming one of South Florida's top club owners and promoters. He began training to become an in-ring uh, performer at the age of 35. Those of you who are listening, how dare you feel like it's too late to stop dreaming your to start dreaming your dream? Dallas began training to become an in-ring performer at the age of 35, the oldest rookie in pro wrestling history. And that's when he coined his magnificent famous tagline, DDP. Captivated audiences around the world with matches alongside greats like Hulk Hogan, Goldberg, Ric Flair, Randy Macho Man, Savage, and the NWO before being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year in 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a really big deal. And I hope that Dallas will give us an opportunity for us to find his speech on YouTube or wherever it's located. He is one of my buddies sent it to me and it's one of the great acceptance speeches of all time. And in 2011, Dallas launched DDP Yoga for non-yoga audiences. We're going to talk about that cuz I've been to his facility outside of Atlanta and my whole entire family are fans of DDP and what a what a magnificent influence you're having on the world after post uh, amazing career as a professional wrestler. Uh, Dallas is a one-of-a-kind DDP yoga, at, uh, yoga now app dot DDPY. Man, that's a lot. Is regularly used by many notable athletes and touring musicians and sold hundreds of thousands of copies. You all know that I've been to what is called the AOR, Area of Responsibility, a few times entertaining our troops. Well, Dallas... Has been to Afghanistan and Iraq a few times where he takes soldiers and Marines and sailors and airmen through his yoga programs, flexibility, unbelievable the difference he makes, not just as a motivational speaker and inspirational human being, but he actually has created a yoga program for regular guys, if you can think about it, DDPY. Is regularly used by many notable athletes and touring musicians. And as I said, sold hundreds of thousands of copies. Paige has also excelled in the film and television worlds. You can see him in the movie The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, which he created and produced, which was a documentary at the Sundance Film Festival. Ready to Rumble, First Daughter, Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects, Hollywood Square, Shark Tank, he stars in the upcoming Adi Shankar series, Gods and Secrets. Welcome to my show, bro. Diamond Dallas Page, the
10: DDP. Bam. <laughs> DDP. All right. For, for starters, stop calling what I do yoga. Either DDP yoga or DDP. Why? Because again, Danny, you know, I didn't I know. develop this for people who do yoga. I got rid of all of the spiritual mumbo jumbo. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So uh, good Christians out there who don't want to be in any kind of, uh, you know, uh, space where they're challenging the religion, you know, because there's no religion involved in DDPO. Yeah. It's just a and that's workout. why I brought
2: it up. I wanted you to explain it because as I've been to your facility, it is so state-of-the-art. It is so amazing. Let's talk about that just for a moment. You know, it's explain pretty uh, got for- going outside of uh, outside of Atlanta.
10: Yeah, it's pretty amazing that, that you know, it just started as a, that there's no reason there's any DDP yoga in my life, period. is because of necessity. And, you know, you know, I didn't, and you stated it earlier, I didn't even step into the ring to become a professional wrestler until I was 35 years old. You know, everybody said I was crazy, but it was a dream I had since I was a kid. And the way life worked it out and the way God sort of, you know, laid out the plan for me, it was there. So, you know, I started training and I did it, and you know, uh, my career didn't take off until I was forty. But I just kept working my, you know, my butt off, you know, trying to get to the, to the promised land. And at, at forty years old, my career took off, which was in nineteen ninety six. You know, and that's when wrestling really owned the cable networks. You know, between the WWF. In WCW which is Vince McMahon in the WWF at the time and Ted Turner and WCW they we started the Monday Night Wars and we literally took over cable television you know your son Danny was one of those kids you know you that was it. like fanatical about it you know and uh, you know it, it, my career blew up over that time you know 41 42 years old I, I'm wrestling 270 plus nights a year in that ring, along with doing Hollywood squares, doing the tonight show, doing movies. I mean, I, and I still wrestled my 250 to 270 days a year. So the wear and tear on my body was brutal. And then coming into uh, 1999, I, I, I actually blew my back out. I ruptured my L four and L five and I had three of the top spine specialists in the world. So I mean, my career was over. So, uh, you know, at that point, the guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga would try anything. And that's when yoga was first introduced to me that I actually thought, okay, I'll try it and see if it helps. And I got to be honest, I was blown away by how much it helped me the first three weeks. You know, and, and, and now you, it's, it's pretty much... You can see a lot of top athletes, you know, to try to keep from being injured or coming back from injuries are using a yoga blueprint to help heal their bodies. For me, it wasn't really enough because when I, when you say ruptured your L4 and L5, you've got to imagine that those amazing discs that God put in between our vertebrates, they're like shock absorbers. And if you were to step on a jelly donut – that would be the equivalent of rupturing a disc where now mm. they're completely gone and they're bone on bone on your mm. vertebrae, which is excruciating. So for me, just the yoga, I don't think would have helped enough. It's when I mixed it with the rehabilitation techniques, the old school calisthenics, the slow burn movement of those exercises and be engaging a muscle, you know, which I call dynamic resistance. And in less than three months, I was back in the ring. At 42, they said my career was over. At 43, I was the heavyweight champion of the world. So, as you can imagine, you know me, I'm gonna keep doing that. And I'm Absolutely. gonna make it part of my lifestyle. And then I started sharing with people and started helping people and, you know, probably besides uh, the movie, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, and seeing how I helped Jake Snake Roberts and Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon. You know, it was really the disabled veteran, Arthur Borman, who, uh, mm. you know, a lot of millions and millions of people have seen that video. Like, that video put us on the map. And, uh, you know, you know, when, when our company blew up five years ago, you know, we were a 10-year overnight success. Wow. You know, 10, 10 years to get there. And you were there a lot of the time. would be yeah. Yep. Tell us, that tell time. us
2: right now. Tell us right now how to get how to how to access that video on Arthur. It will blow everyone's mind. The transformation from this disabled, overweight gentleman to this vibrant kind of stud muffin. Talk to us. How do we? How do how do listeners immediately access that and watch your your success?
10: Uh, well, you know, uh, if you go to dvpyoga.com dot com, that video will always be there. Um, you know, it's you, the guy. Forget the fact that he loses one hundred and forty pounds. The more important part, he loses those knee braces, the back brace, and those wraparound canes that he'd been walking on for fifteen years. And what was really amazing about that whole video is his son documented his entire journey. So we got to make this amazingly inspirational video, on YouTube it's got like, I don't know, like 13 and a half million views, but on Facebook it's got like 78 million views, and that's just on our channel I know that people have taken that Arthur Mormon video and showed it at conferences and big, I remember uh, General Motors called us up and said, can we use this video as one of our, for one of our speakers, we were like, sir it was like five thousand people there, so zillions of people have seen it. And it, it, yeah, I gave one guy hope, and he's given millions of people that same hope.
2: Yes, sir. And that's kind of
10: the the theme of this
2: whole channel D, is uh, influencers. I want to go to commercial break, but I want to come back and just dig deep, drill deep into your personal life. Uh, And talk a little bit about you growing up that you didn't even learn to read till you were 33, you were dyslexic, and then with my twisted sense of humor, I'm saying that's why it was hard for you to be religious because you couldn't figure out a way to worship dog. Anyway, let's go to commercial break. We're talking with DDP Diamond Dallas Page, three-time world wrestling champion, and we're going to come back and talk to him about how do you – take a, a, an event like professional wrestling that everybody knows is fixed and make people care about it and then remind them what you've always taught me is it's not fake jumping off a ring and having somebody land on you who weighs 300 pounds is not fake gravity is not fake remember when you taught me that bro so let's come back and talk about the realities of professional wrestling and, and drill a little deeper into your personal life because it's so inspirational for me and everyone else. Let's go to commercial break.
0: Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers.
8: If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121, or just visit danclark.com.
0: This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired.
1: You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at one 472 5795 Again, that's one 472 5795 Or drop Dan a line via email to danclark at xmission.com. Now back to The Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. We're here
2: with my guest, Diamond Dallas Page, the famous DDP BAM! And at the age of 35, Dallas is the oldest rookie in pro wrestling history. DDP captivated audiences around the world with matches alongside greats like Hulk Hogan. You know, I live in Utah, and one of my great friends was, uh, was one of the members of the uh, famed Utah jazz basketball team. And for those of you who are wrestling fans, you'll remember that Diamond Dallas Page teamed up with our Carl Malone, the mailman, and they wrestled Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman, you know, waiting for him to come through menopause. And uh, that was just such an amazing match. So Dallas has wrestled alongside the greats of Hulk Hogan, Goldberg, Ric Flair, Randy Macho Man Savage, and the NWO before being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2017. Dallas, how do you get from New Jersey to to three time world champion? Talk about growing up. Talk about how you entered this world of wrestling and how you became this entertainer of all time.
10: You know, it's just, it was just sort of a dream as a kid, you know, wanting to be a wrestler. And then I tried it when I was twenty two, but it didn't work out for me at the time. And you know, a lot of people, you know, they get they want everything to happen right now and one thing I've learned in my 61 years is you know, sometimes it isn't supposed to happen right now. You know, it's, you only fail when you stop, you know, pushing forward and start going after your goals. And for me, I, I got away from the business and I was just in the nightclub business and I was having a, you know, I was having a great time in the nightclub business in my twenties and early thirties. And at 31, I, just decided to make a, a a videotape of being a guy, a bunch of guys who wanted to be wrestlers, and I and I just I wrote storyline for it and stuff. And like I'm it in my head, and then I did, made up this videotape and I sent it to the AWA. And next thing you know, you know I, I'm I'm working with the AWA as a manager, and and I still kept my my day job because I wasn't making any money, you know, in the world of professional wrestling by any stretch for the next three and a half years. I did that and worked in various little small promotions, like Florida Championship Wrestling, but, you know, I, I befriended Dusty Rhodes. And Dusty Rhodes is an idol to me growing up as a kid, and to actually get to know him and, and meet him and, and literally become one of his best friends, and him one of mine. You know, I, I often tell people. You know, a lot of people think that success is based on who they know or who knows them. When the reality is, it's 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 really based on who's willing to say they know you, who's willing to uh-huh. put their name on the line for you. And Dusty did that for me numerous times, and he brought me into WCW. As a uh, as a manager and a color commentator, but because I was you know six four, almost six five, and long blonde hair, and the diamonds, and the and the rap, and the diamond dolls, uh, I was taking too much time, taking too much attention away from the wrestlers. Which basically, as a manager, I was too over the top for professional wrestling. You can imagine that. And uh, you know, sure. what they did was say, you know we're gonna put you in a ring and see if you can do this. I was 35 and a half years old and uh, you know just starting there you know like everyone thought I was crazy and you know I probably did the the pur- purposes I was I mean imagine trying out for the Yankees or the Lakers you know or the Dallas Cowboys at 35 years old you know so uh, you know I did it and I pulled it off and you know, it took, it took five years, you know, for it to, to really take hold. But, and there was a lot of times where I second-guessed myself and wondered if it, it was really, you know, if it was ever going to really happen. But, you know, again, what I've learned is sometimes it's not going to happen exactly when you want it to happen. You just yeah, got to keep it. working towards it, you know, and, uh, and when my career took off when I was 40, man, I cherished every, like I was in so many main events, you know, whether mm-hmm. it was on nitro or pay-per-views or thunder, you know, or if it was on, uh, on, uh, raw, you know, when I went to the WWE, you know, I cherished all that because I worked so hard to get there.
2: Absolutely. So, teach us how do you how do you take something that is fixed that everyone knows is fixed and make the people care about it? As a motivational speaker, that's the most intriguing message that you deliver, Brother. You were one of the great motivational speakers on our planet, and teach us about how you connected with the audience in such a way with all of us knowing that the award of being world champion is more like an academy award because you're filling seats you're generating revenue you're the top of the game everyone wants to be where you are and so that's basically an award that you receive and you were three-time world champion teach us about how you connect with
10: the audience in such a unique way you know i think going into it you know you, you think that wrestling and learning how to wrestle is the hardest thing you'll ever do and then you get out there in front of the people and you realize, oh wow, that was the easy part. Uh, now I gotta figure out how to make people care. And for me, you know, it, in the first few years, you know, it was a struggle, you know, and I tried every gimmick that, that you could actually do. I tried everything and smoking cigars, chewing gum, wearing sunglasses, crazy clothes, you know, whatever it took. And what I found, you know, cause in 1997 when my career was just skyrocketing. I was in, you know, 1997, I was a wrestler of the year in WCW, according to Pro Wrestling Illustrated, number four in the world of everyone. And, uh, people would ask me, they would say, uh, so how did this happen? It's like, like you came out of nowhere, you know, and, uh, you know, what I figured out, you know, my real name, uh, before I changed it to Dallas Page was Page Joseph Falkenberg. And what I would say is, when Paige Joseph Falkenberg tr- stopped trying to be this bigger-than-life wrestling persona, Diamond Dallas Page, and Diamond Dallas Page started taking on the characteristics of Paige Joseph Falkenberg, that's when my career took off. And really, all that all that was 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 being me, like being the real person who I was, and talking about it, and talking about it passionately, like if you watched wrestling over the night, early nineties, you saw me as a bottom guy. Then at some point you saw me as a mid card guy. And really at no point at all, did you see me as a top guy till it actually happened. And all the hard work that I put in, people had noticed it all, you know, they, and, and one by, I created one fan one by one after another. It's the same way I've done with my program, my DDP yoga program. I, you know, I didn't, you know create this program and all of a sudden i had hundreds of thousands of followers you know it was like one at a time you know before we sold hundreds of thousands of units you know we had to make one believer at a time and uh i just stuck to the same thing that i've always done i remember going up to hollywood and um and and meeting with this one producer and he said to me um he said, so let me get this right. He was a big fan of mine. And he said, let me get this right. So you're, you're coming out to Hollywood, and you're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle. And he said, he goes, I know your career. I know your wrestling career. It, you're the anomaly. You know, it never should have happened. But it did. And he goes, you think you're going to catch lightning in a bottle again? He goes, that's like a trillion to one. And I said to him, I said, well, John, I said, I don't think so. I said, I have to disagree with you. And he said, why would you disagree with me? I said, because I know how I did it the first time. <laughs> and when I, started, when I started with this, you know, with my acting career and really taking it seriously in 1998, I knew that it was going to be a journey. And when I finally retired from wrestling and moved out to LA and I went through Howard Fine's acting studio and worked my way up to the master class, I knew as I went from one meeting to another, that that they didn't believe in the 46, the 48, the 50-year-old actor. I was just going to have to make one believer at a time. And then I finally met this guy, Adi Shankar, and it took years for us to come up with something, but he's red hot right now. He's a young producer and director, and uh, he gave me the lead to this show called uh, gods and Secrets. And And when is that know, gonna come or,
2: out? Do you think it's it's a Netflix, right? When is that coming out? You think?
10: It's it's looking to be a Netflix original and it's looking to probably be either early winter or late winter. So, you know, maybe maybe this year, maybe the beginning of next year. But uh, you know, what's great about Netflix when you put something up there, you can watch all nine episodes right then. Or you can watch yeah. one or you can watch five and you can binge watch. And Ours is, you know, this is a, uh, if, if you're a fanboy, if you love the comic books, the graphic novels, all of that, if you love gamer, if you're a gamer, if you like to read stuff that no one's ever done before, and this is a dark superhero series, and I get to play the pivotal character, and if you'd ask asked anybody that 10 years ago, if anybody would have cast me in that, they'd say, yeah, you are crazy? You know, but again, I feel like my acting career, I feel like it's like 1996 right now. I'm waiting for 97 and it's gonna gonna turn into something. I don't wanna be The Rock. You know, The Rock's the biggest star in the world. I have no aspirations to do that. I just wanna be a working actor. You know, I I couldn't be any prouder of The Rock because he's one of us and he is the biggest star in the world. And he's not just acting in everything. He's also producing now, and so The Rock is going to go on and just to be. I mean, I really think The Rock might end up being the president at some point. That's you know, funny. You no, know, it's pretty crazy. do you, were, it. you were involved when uh, when
2: Dwayne Johnson started his wrestling career that led to his his acting career. Were you not?
10: Well, I we were in the WWE at the same time, but he was. It was at the end of his career because you know he got out really early. He made that big hit and got out. But we, uh, we, we, uh, we, we, we had a couple of deals together. We never got to work in the ring. I would have loved to. We should have done People's Champion versus People's Champion. But uh, you know, maybe, maybe we'll end up doing some sort of something in a movie down the line. You know, that's well, that's that's that's, a, that's another dream of mine. You know, and I believe in don't just think it, ink it. So it's written down. Well,
2: well, you know, for a listener's uh, perspective, you could take his butt any day. I mean, I'll put oh, my dude. money on you against the rock no. any day, baby. Not me,
10: dude. I'm going to put the rock over every time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as we wind down, brother, let's give some advice to people who are dreaming mighty dreams, who someone said are, are over the hill. Someone said you can't do it. Someone said I'm overweight. I'm I'm incapacitated. Uh, here's your here's your last lecture brother in a couple of minutes what advice do you give to people because I want a couple of minutes afterwards to tell one of the more magnificent st- in fact you know what bro I'm going to interrupt right now I want to make sure you hear me pay tribute to you so I'm in the back seat of your F- SUV if you recall we're in LA married to the beautiful Kimberly at the time I love your, your wife now Brenda what a class human being she's in my thoughts and prayers every single day But you and I are in LA, I'm in the back seat of your SUV, Kimberly's sitting next to you, a call comes in, I'm not eavesdropping, if you remember, but I'm trying to connect the dots, and because you grew up on the shore of Jersey, apparently someone from the old neighborhood called you and said, Dallas, can you get me great seats to Bruce Springsteen, and I want some backstage meet and greet passes, and you said, no problem, this is who you call, tell him I said so, this is what you do, and you hung up, and Kimberly says, Dallas, why are you always so nice to him? All he ever does is use you. And flippantly, you said, Kimberly, why should I let what somebody else says or does change who I am? Why should I let someone, the way someone treats me, change my character, change who I am? And I've told that story in 61 countries, bro. Because you epitomize character. My daughters call you Uncle Dallas. You've picked them up for auditions in LA. You've just been a brother to me for so long. Tell us, teach, teach the listeners what you've taught me that I don't take for granted, bro. What message do you have for the world? Not that they want to be DDP, but they can do what DDP has done because you have figured it out. Now teach us what
10: you figured out so that we can do it too. But I have to say this, because at this point, because I've told that story, too, but differently, but the same way, because I, I, you never said anything to me that day. And I remember that me and you were doing something, and you were mentoring me, and you've helped me so many different ways with my speaking and stuff. It made me a better speaker. And I remember you saying something, You like you said to me, uh Like you don't even realize the things you say sometimes it's just your genuineness. It's like, it's who you are. And I go, what are you talking about? And you told that story. And what, what I had said was, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to change who I am because of the way other people act. I'm just coming. I gotta be true to myself. And it goes back to when I was just talking earlier when they were saying, how did this happen? How did your career take off like this? And they say when Paige Falkenberg stopped trying to be Diamond Dallas Page, and Diamond Dallas Page started to become Paige Joseph Falkenberg. Like being true to yourself, knowing who you are. Like every single night, I can go to bed and I sleep good. I don't worry about who I screwed around, who I jerked around, who I lied to, because I don't do any of that. You know, if I tell you something... You can take it to the bank. Um, I tell people all the time that eventually that DDP yoga is going to be a hundred million dollar company. And it is mainly because I want DDP yoga to be a household name. It's not about the money, but that's how people see things that are success. You know, um, one of my favorite stories ever, and I'll close out with this one. You know, you, it, there's just things that come into your life sometimes. I remember one time Dusty Rhodes, he was such an impact in my life. And he was my mentor and my friend. He believed in me. And I tell people all the time, never underestimate the power you give someone by believing in them. More importantly, never underestimate the power you give yourself by believing in you. So I'm talking to Dusty and I'm, I'm venting because he would let me vent at times to him. And it's when my career wasn't doing well. And, you know, uh, at one point I said, I know I'm never going to be you, Dusty. I know I'm never going to be Rick or Hulk. I know I'm never going to be the world champion, but they just won't give me a break. And he went, Dallas, enough. And that's the first time he had ever yelled at me. And I've been ranting for a while. But (laughs) what I just said there pissed him off. And he went, enough. He said, what did you just say? And I said, Doc, I feel kind of stupid. I'm like, well, Dust, I know never it'd be you or or Hulk or Rick. He goes, no, D, what did you say after that? And I said, well, I'm never going to be the world champion, Dream. And he said, then what the hell are you doing it for? He said, Dallas, if you don't believe that as hard as you work, if you don't believe that you could be the world champion someday, you need to get the hell out of our business right now. Wow. And I'll tell you, man, it was like, I, I felt like he slept, stuck his hand through the phone and just slapped me in the face. And he kept talking, but I can't tell you a thing he said after that but I can tell you exactly what I did. And I grabbed that piece of paper that was sitting in a little yellow pad that was sitting next to my phone and I pulled it over and I grabbed that pen that was sitting there and I wrote down, I will be the world champion in five years or less. Wow. It was four years, four months, and 14 days. I got to step in the ring with three of the biggest icons ever, Sting, Hulk, and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And at the end of that match, in that four-way dance, Macho Man was the guest referee. I got the three count on the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. And when he handed me that world title, I mean, I just went, like, numb all over, sure. and I was like, whoa, man, like, this is like, you couldn't, I couldn't have got it in a better time, in a better spot, um, it was an amazing moment for me, but I'll tell you, getting that Hall of Fame ring was the same mm-hmm. thing, man, and anybody out there, I don't care what age you are, where you're at, what you're doing, if you believe in yourself, and there's a the thing of fate. You know, and you got to. To me, you got to have faith in God and and what you believe there. But you also have to have faith in yourself. You got to have the belief. I just saw a video with Tyler Perry, which was awesome, amazing, and he talked about without God, he's not there. This is not happening without God's grace. But without the belief that he had it himself, when everyone said he was crazy. You know, everyone said it was crazy that he was going to be able you know, to do this, live this dream. And he, for five years in a row, he put that play up there and nobody came. And then on that sixth year, they came in droves. I you know, love this it. Was like putting the work in, man. Put the work in. Like that movie The Secret. One of the most inspirational videos or movies out there when it comes to understanding that you have to see it. You've got to reach out and feel like you can touch it. The vision's got to be clear that you know you can manifest these dreams and the realities. But the one thing the secret left out was the secret. You have to work for it. And uh, that's what a- really what it comes down to.
2: What a perfect way to end this whole show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is voiceamerica.com, the Influencers Channel. We've been talking to the amazing Diamond Dallas Page. Dallas, every time I talk to you, every time we even have dinner, I'm reminded that there's a difference between training to fight and training to win, and you have always trained to win. I love you. I honor you. How do people get a hold of you? Give us your, uh, your tagline really quick as we go off the
10: air. Yep. DDP It's all up there. My new apps up there. My DVDs, all of that. But if you want to follow me, go to Twitter at real DDP, at ddpyoga yoga and uh, uh, Instagram at real DDP yoga and uh, at real DDP.
2: Thanks. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Clark, voice America influencers channel. Tell your friends you can download On Demand. God bless America. God bless our troops. And thanks, DDP. I love you, brother. Love you too, buddy. See ya. That's a wrap.
1: Thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time, for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success.